today is Thursday, April 23rd, and um, I am inspired, so I'm doing another entry. Um, today was a <laughs> kind of a weird day. I felt very overwhelmed by screens today. Um, work has been pretty good this week. We're just back from spring break, so nothing is too heavy yet, but, um, you know, the temptation to do the absolute most is always right around the corner, so we're constantly saying, you know, get behind me, Satan. Um, but today was a big screen day, fine otherwise. Um, went for a walk with Rachel and saw Taylor and Sarah. That was really fun. Um, Taylor has watched all of Game of Thrones and we're very happy for her. Um, <laughs> um, and they were doing intense running, which was very inspirational, even though I'm never going to do that. And I listened to part of a liturgist episode on grief. Um, not for any particular reason, that's just the episode that they were publishing this week. And if I've learned nothing else, it's that I should just listen to whatever the liturgist episode is because whether or not the topic feels related to what I'm going through, there's going to be something beautiful and inspirational. For example, they were talking about why it's so hard for, um, for friends of people who are grieving to, um, to kind of sit with them. Everybody wants to fix the pain or for the pain to go away. And with grief, that's not possible. You just have to sit in it and wait for it to transform. And it will cycle. It's not a linear, it's not like one day you're over a loss. You know, it kind of sticks with you forever. And they were talking about why it's hard for um, the community to kind of be around a person like that. And either we try to fix, you know, or we withdraw and we don't say anything and we're afraid to bring it up and all of this stuff. And Hillary McBride, one of the hosts, was talking about um, mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. I guess it's a psychological concept that says that empathy, our ability to empathize truly with someone else without fixing or problem solving is related to our ability to sit with our own emotions, right? If you are able to sit with feelings of loneliness, anger, sadness, isolation when they occur in yourself and accept them, meditate on them, do whatever you need to do to process them healthily, if you're able to do that with yourself, then you will be more able to sit with a family member or a friend as they are going through the same process in an open-hearted, non-judgmental way. So, uh, you know, fascinating. Um, I downloaded an app yesterday called We Croak. Um, Brenna told us about it. <laughs> it's an app that will, if you turn on notifications, it will um, it'll push out a notification five times a day, random times, um, with quotes meant to remind you of your mortality and force you to meditate on, um, you know, meditate on the fact that we are not immortal. We are finite creatures. And so what the fuck are you doing here? You know, are you doing something that you want to be doing? 
Um, and I had some really nice ones today. This one by Carl Jung says, how can I be substantial if I do not cast a shadow? I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. So, you know, that's the, that's the speed we're looking at. It's not morbid. It's not um, nihilistic, you know? It's just very real. This is not forever, so make a count. Um, they also have challenges every week. Um, I don't know what the incentive is to do the challenges, I guess. If you just really want to lean into that existential, you know, those existential meanderings, you can look at the challenges. The one for this week, like I said, this, this whole thing is kind of beautiful. It's not despair-inducing. It's quite nice. This one is, this is what it reads. One illusion that's easier to see in a pandemic is our separateness from others. Little bits of genetic code spread around the world in no time at all. Private behaviors like hand washing, wearing masks, and social distancing become life and death habits that protect both your neighbors and strangers who live thousands of miles from you. The next time you wash your hands, imagine the face of a stranger you saw recently on the sidewalk or on TV. Think of their face for full 20 seconds as you wash and make it your gift to protecting their health. Dry your hands and imagine the millions of people who have done the same thing for you and people you care about today. Right? So like, it's not just you're going to die, everything sucks. We are all connected. So whatever you're doing in your short time here, um, try to make it to the benefit of others rather than to their detriment. That was great. Also, the thing that inspired me to make another entry for today was the film that I just finished. So a couple days ago, Rachel and I got, we purchased memberships to the Cleveland International Film Festival, um, which obviously is not happening in person, but many of the films have been moved to the internet where they can be streamed which is super cool. And if you purchased this membership, then you can watch as many movies as you want between, um, I think it was April 14th to April 28th. Um, and if you did not purchase the membership, you can still watch individual films, but they're $8 each, um, which is better than the movie theater. And you don't have to go anywhere. So like, no brainer. Um, Tonight, we watched a film, a documentary, called Little Buck, Real Swan. And we watched it with Brenna. We all got on FaceTime, and then we did the 3 2 one play. Um, and that was really nice. But the film is about um, a dancer. His name is Little Buck. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. And in Memphis, Tennessee, there's this style of dance called Jukin. And um, I think it started in the mid to late 80s was huge in the 90s um, and continues to be a pretty popular art form, seems to be unique to Memphis. Um, and it's just street kids, you know? It's brown people doing super athletic and impressive things. 
um, as self-expression and, you know, socializing and flexing and showing off. It's super cool. Um, and this documentary was kind of following the movement, like the development of this dance and also this particular dancer, Little Buck. And he's incredible. He has been doing it since he was a small child. He is renowned because he is such a hard worker. He constantly improves and he has like superior flexibility. His ankles are really flexible. His feet are really fast. His knees can bend in what feels like superhuman ways. And it just shows how he, um, how he started. He started out just dancing in parking lots like everybody else. He eventually joined a ballet studio and started dabbling in that art form a little bit, added it to what he was already doing um, to the point where he was traveling the world, you know, dancing alongside Yo-Yo Ma. And it was so beautiful. And there were several parts that made me cry. Um, there's a part where they interview his mother and... I guess they moved from Chicago to Memphis when he was pretty young and um, there was some domestic violence in their family when they were in Chicago and the, he kind of escaped that when they got to Memphis and his mom worked two jobs and she always cared about making sure that he was involved in something good and something productive and she talks about how she was working two jobs and she saw that he was starting to fall into a bad crowd at school so she pulled him out of the school he was at and put him in a performing arts school and she said that it was the best decision that she ever made and when he was about 20 years old he wanted to move to or he wanted to go to Los Angeles to um, to meet people and to work on his craft and to see what how he could advance his career there and she said that she gave him the last money that she had and like they paid for his flight and he went out there and it just reminded me of um, parents at the school that I work at who really, 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 you know, it's, it's kind of a hassle <laughs> to like put your kids, to take them out of a school that is publicly available to them. It's in your neighborhood, it's free, whatever, to pull them out of that school and to purposely put them in a new environment because you want something different for them. Um, and that's what our parents do, you know, at my school that I work at. And that's what my mom did with my sister and I when we were growing up. And I just related to the struggle of parents willing to do whatever it takes to get their kids what they think their kids deserve. There's another scene with another dancer who was also a part of this ballet program. And he talks about how he saw somebody in his neighborhood get shot. And he, um, you know, he was, I don't know, there was this big gathering, a fight broke out, and then somebody started shooting, and everybody's running, everybody's running, and the boy next to him is the one that got shot. And he said that he thinks about it every time he dances. And people were saying that he's so emotional when he dances. He's, like, very expressive and... It's like his whole body is telling the story. And he said, yeah, I'm thinking about this kid that I saw, like, dead on the street, you know? And it just made me really heartbroken for the violence that um, so many people have to live with on an everyday basis. And it also made me 
want to commit to creativity, you know? Little Buck practices every single day, committed, puts his whole entire body into the craft, and you can tell, and is enormously talented. Not because he dances with Yo-Yo Ma, because of the Louis Vuitton Foundation or whatever, but he doesn't need... It's nice that he is being recognized and that he's being handsomely compensated for his talent, but like, even if you were still dancing in a parking lot, you could tell that kid is like tapped into something deeper. And that is a really beautiful thing that I want to keep exploring. I can't do that with my body, but you know what? Maybe I'll be a little more diligent about practicing piano because there is, there is magic. There is magic in creativity, and it deserves faithful and regular attention. And that's it. Yep, today was a good day. Tomorrow will be as well. God willing. <laughs>